We circled over the water, which teemed with wildlife. Huge numbers of elephants and giraffes grazed in and along the delta as the sun set. This southward tilting water system irrigates the desert as best it can, until eventually it gets sucked down by the sand. The Okavango in Botswana is probably one of the last great animal paradises left on our planet that doesn't feel like a zoo. Leopards, crocodiles, hippos, lions, giraffes, elephants, elands, and kudus flock there in tremendous numbers. As we bypassed the delta, I felt a pang in my heart. My assignment was to meet up with the legendary Bushmen of the Kalahari, but missing this once-in-a-lifetime animal experience bummed me out. I soon discovered skipping the delta wasn't going to be such a big deal. We landed on a grass airfield a couple hundred miles to the west in the small town of Kakai, a teeny cluster of homes built around one of the most famous watering holes in the world. Between flights, pilots spend most of their time filling in gopher holes on the landing strip for the next incoming flight, which are often weeks apart. Occasionally, geology companies that are reconnoitering the area for mineral exploration will visit, but it's thrilling to land on this grassy airfield while the entire town of 100 people turns out to greet you. The entire history of human civilization might not exist if it wasn't for Kakai's watering hole. The Bushmen of the Kalahari are one of the oldest civilizations in the world, with ancestry reaching back 35,000 years. The watering hole served as the hub of their activity, allowing them to survive there for all of those years. Since the best theory of human growth tells us that all men are thought to have walked out of the Kalahari many years back, then we're all potentially descendants of the Bushmen which makes this watering hole one of the most culturally, historically, anthropologically, and sociologically important sites in the entire world. It's not like Chichen Itza in Mexico or the pyramids in Egypt. There are no lines, no tourists. It's just a muddy hole in the ground, surrounded by a rickety old fence made up of twigs and sticks so the children and animals don't fall in. You can gaze down into the somewhat fetid water now used mostly by animals. It's arguably the most important physical site of any kind in the world, and there's no signage, and very few even know it. I got goosebumps just standing nearby. Our main objective on this trip was to uncover life with a San tribe called the Juntoisi. It's important to mention that the Bushmen of the Kalahari speak dialects within the Khoisan language family based on five or six clicking and whistling noises. There is no written version of the language, Therefore, Juntoisi is my best phonetic rendering of the tribe's name. The Juntoisi tribe spent the majority of their time still living the way their ancestors did 30,000 years ago. No stores, no restaurants, nothing but a cluster of homes that some bushmen take refuge in during the cold season, when the desert is the least hospitable, when foraging and hunting are at their nadir. Gaining access to the Juntoisi was an extremely difficult feat. After months of lobbying with the Botswana government, we finally were permitted to meet these folks. It's no wonder the government takes their custodial role of this tribe seriously. They've often been abused. Outsiders have often depicted them, through movies, photographs, articles, with a message that's not necessarily on target socially. One company even tried to use some of the women in an adult film. However, the government also understands that documenting this tribe's history is of utmost importance. But once we were finally allowed in, we needed an entree to these people. There was not a better choice than Ralph Bousfield. Ralph's great-grandfather relocated to Botswana from England in the middle part of the 19th century. He was an adventurer and explorer, and every generation of Ralph's family followed in his footsteps. 
each with a seemingly more exotic story than the last. Ralph's father, Jack Bousfield, is one of the most legendary hunters and safari specialists to have ever worked in Southern Africa. To this day, he holds the Guinness World Record for crocodile kills. During the 50s, Jack supplied the entire European couture handbag, luggage, and clothing houses with the most valuable crocodile skins. In the 50s, crocodiles were in such great numbers that few questioned the harvesting of these animals. These reptiles from the Delta, with their silk-soft bellies, were almost blemish-free and in stunning condition. Jack Bousfield killed more than 53,000 crocodiles in his lifetime. The number could have been much greater, but he was also way ahead of his time as a conservationist. His ecological sensitivity and desire to preserve the biodiversity of Botswana prompted him to change courses. In the 60s, he abandoned crocodile hunting altogether and set up a safari camp with the intention of preserving the Botswana.